Hello and welcome to Things I Wish Someone Told Me About God with Eric Green, author, producer, songwriter, recording artist, and senior pastor of the Father's House in Eugene, Oregon. I'm your host, Cody Willis, and I'll be facilitating this podcast and interviewing Pastor Eric on a variety of topics pertaining to our walk with God, the ministry of the gospel, and the practical outworking of our lives in Jesus Christ. So, Thank you for joining us for a lively discussion that we hope challenges and inspires you to think more deeply and biblically about your relationship with God and men. Most importantly, Pastor Eric believes we should all be learning more and more about our God because he has a beautiful purpose and a plan for you. Hey everyone, this is Pastor Eric, and I'm flying solo today without my good friend and co-host, Cody Willis. He'll be back to join us for the next episode. But today I want to talk to you about something I think is very important, a thing I wish someone had told me about God, behaving like a Christian. You know, in Romans 12, 9 through 21, Paul gives us just this wonderful, wonderful treatise and instruction on exactly what it is to behave like a Christian. I think it's something we need to pay more attention to. It says this, let love be without hypocrisy. Abhor what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love and honor, giving preference to one another. Not lagging in diligence, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord, rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing steadfastly in prayer, distributing to the needs of the saints, given to hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. Be of the same mind toward one another. Do not set your mind on high things, but associate with the humble. Do not be wise in your own opinion. Repay no one evil for evil. Have regard for good things In the sight of all men, if it's possible, as much as it depends on you, live peaceably with all men. Beloveds, do not avenge yourself, but rather give place to wrath. For it is written, vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. Therefore, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him a drink. For in so doing, you will heap coals of fire on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Wow, that to be a blessing on the reading, the hearing, the declaring, and mostly the doing of God's word. Now, this is something I wish someone had told me, that the Christian life is this simple, this profound, yes, but this simple, as capsulated in the final verse of the passage I just read. Do not be overcome with evil, but overcome evil with good. Oh, my, oh, my, I wish that's something someone had told me and emphasized to me about my walk with God. That is not a matter of do this and don't do that and eat this and don't eat that and drink this and don't drink that and wear this and don't wear that. Uh, It's not so much of the do's and the don'ts, but it is what we can do according to who we are now in Christ Jesus. And when you and I are who the Lord says that we are, It opens up doors that can never be opened otherwise. And it gives us freedom to be and freedom to do. Not so much in the way of prohibitions of what not to do and what you can't do, but the freedom to do and to be all that we can according to who Jesus says that we are. And I just want to encourage you that the Lord has touched your life and you have 
endless, endless and wonderful possibilities in front of you because of God who has blessed you and has called you and who's leading you. Now, in the passage that that we read, Paul gives us a lifetime of wisdom and instruction. And I don't have time to to go verse by verse through everything that he said. Please take some time later today if you have an opportunity and read through this passage and and, and pray through it. Contemplate as you read and, and receive as you read. God is speaking. But in this passage, Paul gives us, as I said, a lifetime of wisdom and instruction. And we're very, very wise to take heed. If we behave like the world in the name of Jesus, we're hypocrites. And our selfish brand of Christianity is going to fall far short of Christ. And no one will benefit. And let that never be said of me and you, that no one benefits from our walk with Christ. I wish someone had told me and emphasized more for me that my walk with Christ is my witness. And it is very important that I understand I'm called to witness, not of my own goodness, but the goodness of Christ in my life. And walking with Christ looks like, speaks like, and acts like something, like Jesus. I don't know about you, but I can't do that in my own power. That's why I hearken to the word, and that's why I share the word with you and keep that central, because none of the things that God asks of us, requires of us, are possible outside the power he gives us in the Holy Spirit, who points us to the Savior, Jesus Christ, so that we can live this life that, that I call positive. It's a very, very positive thing, an, an intentional thing, an energetic thing, a devoted thing, and yes, a spiritual thing. Not because I'm trying to be spiritual, but because the Holy Spirit lives in me. Christian behavior is produced by Christian character. Let me define what I mean by Christian character. We all have personality, but I think we can rightly say that not all of us have well-developed character. And I define character as a well-developed personality. I define Christian character as our personalities developed along the lines and according to the leading of the Holy Spirit, who grows us up in wisdom and maturity and the things of Christ. And it is obvious that some of us need to develop more in the way of Christian character. All of us, should I say. And this is what Paul is talking about in the passage that we read. This is the outworking of the Holy Spirit who lives in us, who grows us up and then sends us out so that people can see who Jesus Christ really is by what we might call Christian character. And Christian character works itself out in what we might call Christian behavior. Now, Christian behavior is produced by Christian character, and that character is born out of time and experience with God and with people and with life. It's not developed necessarily by our programs and or in any kind of laboratory <laughs> or any institutions even. Nothing that we can fashion, but the life God gives us is the laboratory that he uses to develop our character and for us to demonstrate Christian behavior. It's a sovereign work of the Spirit who lives inside of us, and he gives us determination to let him have his way with us so that people know who Christ is by the life that we model for them. And it's a very positive thing. I, I want to get get to that point that this life that we have been given to live 
is a positive thing. It is a progressive thing. It is a blessed thing. It is a good thing. It is a sweet thing. It is a loving thing. It is a joyful thing. It is a comforting thing. And if you read through that passage, once again, you'll see all of that in real time. Even when he says, Paul says, rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. You know, we're very in the moment and very, very aware of what's going on around us. And and God gives us the proper responses, the proper attitudes to things that are going on around us, especially with people in the world who are witnessing who Jesus is through our behavior and our responses to the things that are going on around us. And if we behave and respond poorly, then we are poor witnesses to a loving and living God who put us here that we would have a positive effect on what's going on around us. It's very important for us to realize that God has put us here to bring love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and faithfulness and meekness. And we are to, once again, bring a positive effect. We're not here to convict the world of anything. The Holy Spirit does that. We are here to show the world what it looks like for the Holy Spirit to have his way in our individual lives and in our fellowship. I think that's important for us to know that we're not at war with the world. We're separated from the world. And God has left us here to be a blessing to the world. And we're not called to judge any man. We judge all things, but we judge no man, no woman, no child, because God is judge. And that leaves us in a place where we can bring, once again, a positive effect. And we can have a joyful and loving countenance everywhere God sends us. And that's the difference he wants to make through us in the world. As I said, Christian living is a positive thing, and that's something I wish someone had told me about God. It's a forward-looking thing. It is a forward-moving thing. It is a forward-thinking thing. It is never neutral, but always stands on the rock-solid foundation of the man Jesus Christ. Never ambivalent. Now, we don't take sides on issues because God is not pro this or con that. The kingdom of heaven is not a matter of pros and cons, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. That's the kingdom of God. So we're never ambivalent about where we stand. We stand with God. We don't stand on issues. We don't stand on our positions. We don't stand on our conservatism or our liberalism or our denominationalism or even our own creeds and doctrines. None of those things are necessary for what God is doing in the life that is hidden with God in Christ. We're never ambivalent. We're never stayed. We're never stagnant. God is always moving through us. Jesus says that we're like fountains. When we have the Holy Spirit in us, we're like fountains. And a fountain is not a fountain unless it's flowing. And the Lord flows through us. He wants every opportunity. He wants us to afford him every opportunity to feed the hungry and to quench the thirst of those who need a drink and to give people hope because they see us walking and living practically day by day in the wisdom and the love of God. That's what we're really called to as Christians. 
We're not called to culture wars. We're not called to political wars. We're not called to worldly wars. We're not called to worldly issues and concerns. We're called to something much higher. We're called to eternal things. And God has trusted us with time here on earth to point people toward eternity because that's what really and truly matters. And that's something I wish someone had told me. So therefore, I'm telling you. You know, things may not always seem to be moving forward in our walk with God, but they are. Your walk with God is a progressive thing. Once again, a positive thing. It's a progressive thing. It's a moving thing. And when we're surrendered to the Lordship of Jesus Christ, then that's what our lives look like. If we are, it's impossible for us to remain as we are. It's impossible for us to remain the same. By the way, Jesus Christ is the only person that can afford to remain the same, for he always was, always is, and always will be Lord. But you and I, it's a progressive thing. God is doing something in us. The character he's developing, he will be developing until the day he comes for us. And there's always something new. There's always a new perspective. There's always a fresh outlook that is there for us if we will take God at his word and follow his instruction. And if we will, God promised us to conform us to the image of his son. That alone is a sign that we are the children of God, that we are being continually conformed and changed and brought into line with who Jesus Christ is. All the other things that folks say make up Christianity and that Christianity is or is concerned with or does, none of those things meet the scriptural standard. It's very important for you and I to know, and this is something I wish someone had told me, that nothing matters to God but Jesus Christ. And him being developed in you day by day, moment by moment, conversation by conversation. And when God looks at you today, when God looks at you in the day you stand before him, he's looking for one thing and one thing only. And that is a likeness to his son. I'm just doing my best today to simplify your life, to remove some things that may need to be removed and to remind you that the thing that needs to be in place and never be moved is the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Once again, that alone is proof of an authentic relationship with the Lord. His life being realized in you and me, it's a positive thing. It's a very, very positive thing. Now, if your life, your Christian walk has been marked by negativity, then I need you to hear me now, because this is something I wish someone had told me about God. The efforts and the true battles in life are spiritual. If we can stay under the umbrella that God puts over us, the banner, the bloodstained banner of Jesus Christ, if we can stay in the hands of the Holy Spirit, if we can stay in the Word of God, if we can be committed to the house of God, if we can be consistent in the closet of prayer, God is pleased. God did not call us to change the world. He did not call us to make it a better place. He did not call us to change people. He did not call us to shame people or to point out their wrong or their evil. 
He did not call us to one side of the issues or the other. He did not call us to the right or to the left. He did not call us to liberalism or conservatism or or he didn't call us to, to any of those things. He called us to his son. And anyone that is walking in that light is a positive person. You can see the love and the grace of God in their lives and you can hear it even in the most difficult moments, even when they're pressed, even when they're in the places that are the most uncomfortable, even when they're challenged, challenged to the point of perhaps losing everything. You find that those who are in Christ Jesus are at their best in those moments, because once again, this is a positive thing. God is doing in you. It's a positive thing God is doing in me. He's teaching us to behave like Christians, to walk and to act and to speak like Christ would. This is something I wish someone had told me. And this is something I'm telling you. And I want to remind you that the first place in the scriptures where men and women were called Christians was in Antioch. We're told that in the book of Acts. And the word Christian means little Christ. It has nothing to do with their stances on any issues, has nothing to do with their religion, has nothing to do with the church they go to, and everything to do that when people looked at them, we bore a resemblance to the man, Jesus Christ. That's what it means to be a Christian and nothing else. Christianity is Christ and it is nothing else. And if it's not Christ, It is not Christianity. If it's political, it's not Christ. If it's cultural, it's not Christ. And if it behaves poorly and treats men poorly, it's not Christ. But you and I are called to something positive. We're called to behave like Christians. And I'm very, very thankful that God gives us clear instruction in his word as to what that looks like. May it be so that anyone who witnesses your life truly understands what a Christian is. A Christian is someone who's obsessed, if I can use that word, with the man Jesus Christ. Thank you, beloveds. I'm looking forward to talking to you again soon. Cody will be back with me. God bless you. Thanks so much for joining us for this episode of Things I Wish Someone Told Me About God. We hope you found this discussion stimulating and enjoyable, as well as uplifting. So much so that you'll tell a friend or two and listen in again. Pastor Eric and I will be back with the next episode shortly. Until then, may God bless and strengthen you in your walk with Him. On behalf of Pastor Eric, I'm Cody Willis, praying God's best for you.